What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. Today, we're going to be talking about Mary Magdalene getting back into the Gospel of Mary Magdalene, uh, the secret mind power inside the Gospel of Mary Magdalene specifically. This is episode number 271. Four. Now, this might be one of my favorite parts that we've talked about uh, through the Gospel of Mary Magdalene because this is really going to reveal how to use, how to activate this particular uh, part of the scripture that we're going to be reading. So as I get back into this today, I just want to kind of remind everyone where we were yesterday. We talked about um, how Mary turned their hearts to the good and they began to discuss the words of the Savior. The Savior being, of course, Jesus here. Um, you can go back and watch the first couple of episodes of this to kind of get context on what Gospel of Mary Magdalene is. Um, now, it's a found scripture. Um, it was part of the Berlin Codex. It is missing a ton of pieces of data, uh, a ton of different pieces of the scripture. So we have chapter 5, chapter 8. And chapter four are really all that remain of it. So we're missing pages 11 through 14 of chapter five and then a whole lot more. Um, and so the way this is going to end today is it's actually going to end by uh, saying it is. Um, and it actually goes on. But there's kind of a cool way that it ends with the word it is. Um, it is is kind of a complete phrase that just ends and really wraps this up. Um thinking about the phrase, it is, and I say that a lot, it is, um, you know, you don't have to take my word for it, it just is, so uh, that's kind of a cool way that this ends, even though it cuts off and it's kind of dot, 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 it's cool that it ends that way, so I'm going to jump in, we're going to start reading from Gospel of Mary, uh, which if you're into metaphysics and kind of higher forms of spirituality, this is a great place to jump off, what is up, Marilyn? Marilyn says, greetings, everyone. Marilyn, how is it down under uh, out there in Australia? So glad to have you here. Jacob, what's up, my brother? Hope you're doing well and having a great day. Um, welcome. Uh, hey, what's up, Zach? How are you doing, brother? Angel Appleseed, welcome. Frank Lee, what is up, brother? Love your videos, my friend. Thanks for joining. Appreciate the hearts here. Martin, what's up, brother? Martin says, hola. We got a lot of people joining from a lot of different places. Gene, what is up? Gene says, hi, everyone. Welcome, my friend. So again, this is a live podcast. You guys can ask questions at any point. I'm going to go ahead and dive in and read some of the scripture here just to get it underway while we get more people joining here. Uh, so it says, Peter said to Mary, sister, we know that the Savior loved you more than the rest of women. Tell us the words of the Savior, which you remember which you know, but we do not, nor have we heard them. So right away here, uh, you've got Peter basically admitting and saying that, you know, hey, Jesus taught you a whole lot more than he taught us. We'd really like to know if you could please uh, fill us in on that. So, And uh, I'm sorry about TikTok, guys. It says you are using too much memory, which may cause the system to crash. Please close the apps running in the background to free up memory. What's funny is I'm literally just running TikTok on this phone. It's a brand new iPhone. There's no reason it should do this, guys. Um, I got to tell you, I've done content my whole life. I've never had issues when I was doing normal content. 
Um, and very few issues when I was doing normal church content. Now that I'm doing the spiritual type content, that's that's really like just trying to drop a lot of truth all the time. Guys, it's the weirdest thing. I get glitches all over the place. So thank you guys for your patience and just know that that's just kind of the nature of the proverbial beast here. So uh, Patrick says, first time viewer from Southwest England. What's up, Patrick? Man, I cannot welcome you enough. I hope you enjoy your experience here. Um, I'll introduce the community here in a little bit. Um, let's see. You can bet there is a complete gospel that's been kept under the Vatican is my thoughts. Yolanda says, Yolanda, you're probably not wrong there. Again, I don't like to perpetuate conspiracies here, but I will say uh, we, we got to believe that somebody has more scripture than what's been released out into the world. And uh, what's funny is like even this that gets released into the world, there's so many people that don't buy into it. I read from the Gospel of Mary and for every positive comment I get on it, I get, you know, 10 comments saying that it's heretical. It's not true. It was a plant. It's a lie. Um, it's new age. It's blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, y'all, y'all need to research where this came from. Uh, it's not new age if it was found before the scriptures we have in the Bible. Like the, the, that's what's just wild to me. So, um, so getting back into the reading here. Uh, Peter's saying, you know, tell us, tell us what you've heard. Like, um, now that the Savior is gone, now that Jesus is gone, he's not with us anymore. Um, she kind of helped them get over the mourning period here and got them motivated again, right? And uh, he's like, okay, well, tell us what you know. Like, just level with us. Like, what is really going on here? Um, and then it goes on in verse 8. It says, and she began to speak to them these words. I, she said... I saw the Lord in a vision, and I said to him, Lord, I saw you today in a vision. He answered to me and said, Blessed are you that did not waver at the sight of me. For where the mind is, there is the treasure. Now, I want to talk about that. Where the mind is, there is the treasure. Um, you kind of have heard that verse from the canonical scriptures. This verse here... Um, what we're about to be leading into is some really, really high-minded concepts here. Uh, we're going to talk about the alchemy of the mind. We're going to talk about where reality is actually created here in a minute. And what's interesting is this is super reminiscent of when Lord Krishna manifests himself to Arjuna in the Bhagavad Gita. Um, and Arjuna is basically like, whoa, um, this vision of you, Lord is insane i can't even handle it it's this this wild maddening vision um with millions of different tongues and eyes and um just this incredible incredible vision of the lord krishna in his unaltered state his uncreated state um and i want to talk about different created states there's the created state that we saw like jesus in that krishna manifested in uh, there's an uncreated state. There's an uncreated state of you, too. You look in the mirror, and through the ego, you have the created state. Uh, but the uncreated state is a collective of consciousness, a collective of all different souls and peoples um, manifest in an uncreated spirit. That uncreated spirit is this massive, fractal, imaginary, um, absolutely beautiful cornucopia of color, shapes, uh, mathematical languages, sounds, colors, tastes, everything you can imagine all in one. 
Um, and so that's the uncreated state. That's the uncreated state of Lord Krishna, of Jesus himself, of you and me. Um, frankly says, yes, I love that. Absolutely, man. Um, so that's, that's what we're working with here. So when she's talking about having a vision of him and he says, you know, blessed are you, you did not waver. This is not a comfortable or easy thing for her to have, by the way. So this is a very intense vision of the Lord Jesus. And, um, he's saying, you know, blessed are you, you did not waver. For where the mind is, there is the treasure. Your mind basically went into the being of Christ, and there is the treasure. So, uh, And then in verse 10, uh, Mary Magdalene says, I said to him, Lord, how does he who sees the vision see it through the soul or through the spirit? So she's asking, did she see this vision? Like, is it happening because of my soul or my spirit? Like, what is this thing? How did I even have this vision? Then the Savior answered and said, He does not see through the soul nor through the spirit, but the mind that is between the two, that is what sees the vision, and it is dot, dot, dot. So that's where the scripture cuts off. So what I'm going to do now is we're going to plug away through um, several different points that I've prepared here um, because it's going to give us a... Um, a much better understanding of where all of this stuff is coming from and really how do we interpret it like that i think that's one of the best questions is like how do we interpret it so um, in the gospel of mary magdalene there is a line where the savior responds by saying he does not see through the soul nor through the spirit but the mind that is between the two that is what sees the vision and it is this passage can be interpreted metaphysically to convey the nature of perception and spiritual understanding so what um what we can get into here is a lot of discussion so i want to open discussion today for anyone with questions comments prayer concerns to um to really get into this here so um i will be able to see your comments a whole lot easier if you jump over to YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Um, I've not been granted a stream key for Instagram or TikTok, so I have iPhones set up for that. I can still see your comments, but just not nearly as clearly as I can over here. So Patrick says, makes sense to my mind. Absolutely, brother. Jacob says, mind-blowing. Absolutely all true here, guys. So Yolanda says, I love the gospel. Uh, of Thomas and then Sharon says first time here. What's here? Well, what's here is a crazy group of people that love looking at alternative scripture faith spirituality paranormal everything from UFOs and aliens to uh, different alternative Gospels metaphysical understandings uh, exploration of consciousness and the self um, so we really get into all of the mystical stuff here uh, on the Cub Cooker Supernatural podcast. So, by the way, if you are a first-timer here, don't forget you can get, get the audio version of this over at uh, Spotify over there. So, that's kind of the main hub I use over there. Uh, listen on the go, listen on demand over there at Spotify on the Cub Cooker Supernatural podcast. You can scan that QR code at any time. I'll leave that up for a minute. If you haven't subscribed over there, and you travel a lot or you got a lot of commuting you can listen in the car with the family i try to keep everything pretty family friendly here so 
Uh, give that a scan. Give me a follow. Subscribe over there. Leave me a review if you got time over there. That helps a huge, huge amount push the podcast out. So I greatly appreciate that. Um, getting into, let's see, the chat here because I got some questions here. So uh, Ashley says, we are the weirdos and not sorry. Absolutely, Ashley. That is what is up. Absolutely. So uh, great comment. Um, so a bunch of truth seeking individuals. Yes, absolutely. Frank, um, let's see. Oh, that's a really good idea. Frank Lee says, I wonder what would happen if we asked chat GPT to finish the gospel of Mary, dude, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that during the series. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, I love it. What a great idea. Fantastic. So, uh, yeah, we're going to try that. That that's a, just a really cool thing to try on the air here. So. Um, maybe do that tomorrow. That might be fun to do tomorrow or, or at least at the very end of this when we get done with this series. So, um, how does Genesis jive with scientific evidence from the past 2000 years? There's been some advancements. Um, it doesn't jive very well, just to be really honest with you. Um, here's how it jives. Um, you have to read back to the Babylonian mythologies. When you start to understand them and then you understand, um, like even scientists have talked about that somewhere through the past, you know, maybe I think they say like half a million years ago, our genetics were spliced or there's like a kink in our DNA or something weird. Look it up. Don't take my word for it. Always do your own research. But that is a very interesting point of topic um, that I have been able to see in several different publications uh, reputable publications where, um, they're starting to kind of more agree with like the Babylonian mythologies. And then you look at what the Anunnaki did and they were gene splicing us to create the, uh, race that we have as the human race right now. Um, and so that's very, very interesting that that's kind of corroborating that. Um, and then if you try to look at Genesis as a literal, the most true high God made all of this. That's, that's not the way to read it. Honestly, the way to read it is understand that the word Elohim is most likely plural there. A lot of people will argue. I've heard scholars say it absolutely is plural. I've heard scholars say, no, it's not. Um, it really depends on what point of view and you got to look for biases guys. Everybody has a bias and it drives me up the wall. Um, I have a bias too. I mean, that, that's just how it is with any creator, any scholar, there's going to be a bias. You get biblical scholars. They have a bias to assuming that the biblical God is God most high. You go to secular scholars. They have a bias to assuming that there is no God. Um, you know, some of them do not all of them, but I mean, it's very, very real that we have to just, we have to decode and we have to understand everybody's got an MO, everybody's got a point of view. And so, uh, when you have a motivation, you're going to get manipulation. Everybody has a motivation for something. So with that said, um, I like to look at the Babylonian mythologies. I like to look at scientific data and I like to look at the book of Genesis and try to reinterpret it as a mythological document that has some historical context based on, uh, the Anunnaki mythology. If you believe that's uh, historical evidence. If you believe it's uh, mythology, that's fine too. So that's really how I decode it. So, but that's a really, really good question. I love, love those types of questions. So, uh, frankly, great point. Frank says bias or perspective. That's absolutely true. Cause here's the deal guys. 
the more we learn about the fabric of reality and what we're going to talk about today as I get back into the slides is the nature of reality is not what we think. Like truth is not, uh, it's not this black and white thing that we think it is. Truth is honestly something that you believe so wholeheartedly that it comes to pass. Um, it, it's crazy. Like you can believe the truth that you're wealthy until it comes to pass and then it's true. Is that true while you're struggling to make a car payment? No. But if you believe it wholeheartedly, it comes to pass and it is true. So truth is really this subjective thing that um, we kind of manipulate um, as we move through life. And I'm not talking about telling lies. I'm talking about believing something and having faith in something, even when there's no evidence of it. You get enough people's agreement on that and it becomes a manifest thing. Um, and it's very, very interesting. So Jacob, good point here. So Genesis 1 um, is, here, here's how Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 are separated. So if you're reading through um, like the oldest part of the Bible or, you know, in chronological timeline, book of Genesis chapter one and Genesis chapter two are the same account from two different perspectives. That's how I have come to understand it after a lot of research, a lot of struggling with it. I used to think that one was an earlier timeline, like an energetic creation. Another one was a later timeline where you had the physical God actually, you know, had his hand in things. They're actually, I believe, the same account. One of them talks about Elohim as in plural, so Genesis 1. Thank you guys for the gifts, by the way. Astrologer, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. You guys on Facebook, too, if you're loving this, pump it up with stars. Like, let's get 10,000 stars on here as quick as possible. That pumps it up in the algorithm, too. So thank you guys. Thank you on TikTok. If you're on uh, YouTube, you can drop super chats. It does the same thing. Pumps up the video helps me directly financially. Thank you guys, I really appreciate that. So Genesis chapter one, Genesis chapter two. Genesis one, Elohim plural, multiple gods made in their image, okay? Um, if you read it in Genesis, it makes it sound like they literally made and fashioned the earth. What you're getting is a mixture of planets and energies and gases colliding from the Big Bang, creating everything. And then you have Elohim that came into being through all of that. Um, and it could have been an infinite amount of evolution that it took to get to that intelligence. We don't know. Were they birthed from the thought, the mind of God, the Big Bang? I don't know. I have no idea. This is all wild stuff, right? Uh, but we do know from reading Genesis and the Babylonian mythology, uh, like the Enuma Elish, if you read Zachariah Sitchin's books, um, then you get a much, much better understanding of what uh, the Elohim are. They're physical beings or deities from another planet that came down. By the way, the Lost Book of Anki, Memoirs and Prophecies of an Extraterrestrial God by Zachariah Sitchin is one of my favorite books in the world. Uh, it's one of the top books in my Amazon shop. You can scan that code and go get it. It'll get you inside my head and kind of how all of this works together and help you start to decode things. So in that book, the gods, the Anunnaki gods, little g gods, um, are basically in honoring and worship of a supreme being, which is like an intelligent mind of the universe, but they also honor 
the planets as the great gods. So there's like literal hierarchies of gods and we have got to get out of the mindset that we're only looking for this one true God in all of this. Well, the one true God is all of the other gods combined, including you and me, into one singular intelligence, one metaphysical, I will be whatever you need me to be, quantum, energy, wave, particle, trinity, father, mother, child, trinity, um, of the experience of reality. That, oh man, when you start understanding that, first off, people will think you are absolutely insane. But you actually start to, you get very disturbed. Literally, it's laid out in the Gospel of Thomas. He says, when you begin to discover the mysteries, you will be extremely disturbed. Then you will marvel. Then you'll be like, holy, wow, this is amazing. Uh, wow, like I can't believe I just discovered all of this. Then you start to deconstruct and you're like, okay, this is starting to make sense. This is wild. Now I can reign over all. You begin to literally become a master of your own destiny. Um, and when you begin to be able to steer your life and your destiny in the highest good, which ultimately is the will of God, in the will of God, if you've ever heard that, the highest good. The Hindu talks about the highest good. The yogis talk about the highest good. Um, you're not doing it out of passion. You're not doing it out of ignorance. You have gnosis of the mind. You unlock your mind and you realize that you are steering the cosmos for the creator of all things. This is not a creator with a name and a face, by the way. If you want more on that philosophy, go check out the Gnostic Bible. You can get a lot of the info that I'm talking about and the philosophy behind it. Um, it's an incredible book. It's on my Amazon shop as well. I get a kickback for everyone you buy right here. It's a big old thick book. If you're gonna buy one book, get this one. If you're gonna buy two, get that one and get uh, the Lost Book of Anki over here. So those two are fantastic. I just absolutely love those. So um, not really affiliated with them other than my affiliate link. So, uh, but thank you guys for the support on that. And you guys that love to read, this will really get you into what I'm talking about. So uh, have I read Dolores Cannon's series, The Convoluted Universe? No, I have not. What is up, Mystical Priestess? Welcome. Uh, another good one is Conversations with God. I need to read more Dolores Cannon. I love Dolores Cannon. She's like my channeling grandmother, right? She's everybody's channeling grandmother. So, uh, But yeah, she's super rad. Um, what's up, Melissa? Melissa says, hey, soul fam. Um, and then do you believe we live in heaven, Gordon says. Uh, great question, Gordon. So no, I do not believe we live in heaven. I believe we live in heaven and or hell if we want to. Um, in fact, I think we're in a lower realm in a neutral zone here. And I think that H-E double toothpick is stuck on the wheel of karma, stuck in reincarnation. You just continue to come to this lower plane and suffer. You're not able to be born into the 5D and get a glorified body so that your soul can move on, move up the ladder. And then, by the way, we don't know what philosophy, we don't know what religion, we don't know what traditions are present in the actual 5D. Everybody's looking for 5D here. Oh, we brought 5D Earth yesterday. The collective was blah, blah, blah. And I'm not trying to make fun of anybody, guys, but I just want to be really honest. You'll know when you're in 5D, okay? You gotta leave this body to be in 5D. And I'm not encouraging anybody to do that early. You need to go through your life in a natural manner. So there's too many weird 
cultures and cults and stuff like that that develop out of the idea that oh this is worthless we need to just no 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 this is very valuable the ego is very valuable your flesh is very valuable you need to go through this experience naturally at your own pace at the pace of fate uh fate being how your soul needs to experience this the algorithm meeting your soul meeting the mind of god all working together for the highest good so that you can ascend and you can do the work you came here to do then when you're in 5d you get reincarnated you want to be reincarnated in 5d not back in 3d okay or 4d if you want to call it that because you got time buckling you up to this ride and you don't want to get back on this ride again i mean it wasn't fun this time right um yeah i have an awesome life i get to do really cool things hike bike travel meet with this awesome community every single day i get to do what i love that's amazing but i'm gonna tell you right now there's a lot of pain a lot of suffering here that uh, i don't want to experience in 5d okay you know it's to me uh i'm sure there's a much lower level of suffering but um who's to say there's not a two-dimensional reality where um you know you can't even pick something up you have to like move stuff in a linear fashion and time moves even slower there like what i don't want a part of that right like let's let's keep moving up uh where things are more fluid time is less relevant um you get all these different dimensions beyond that so uh frankly says god is good brother god is love absolutely man absolutely and that ultimately is the key to unlocking all of this um unlocking you know karma so that you're not stuck in it every day um let's see da, 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 da. okay i'm gonna jump to the next slide jump to the next slide here we go now um the statement suggests that the true vision and insight are not solely dependent on the soul or the spirit, but rather the mind that is between the two. Here the soul can be understood as the eternal essence or energy that permeates all things. The energy that permeates all things. So, that's pretty cool. Um, when, we, when we dig into this a little bit here... Um, what is the mind? It's between soul and spirit, according to this document here, uh, according to this scripture. So the mind that is between the two. Um, it's literally the mechanism. It's not your brain, okay? It's your consciousness. You can replace mind for consciousness here. It's your awareness of the ego, the awareness of the soul and the spirit. Um, I liken the soul to the ego because it's the individualized piece of the greater spirit. So you may hear ego a lot. Now, different traditions are going to call these things different things. But for myself, I liken the soul when you say, well, my soul this, my soul that. You ain't, you're not talking about the collective soul, the collective spirit of God, the mind of God, the light body, the Christ body, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's not what I'm talking about with the soul. When you talk about your soul, you're individualizing that from the get-go, from the get-go. And that is like, you could consider it a packet of data that says, here's my personality, here's who I am, here's uh, my individual experience, and it's going to hold your karma from past lives, it's going to carry into the next life, 
Um, it's that imprint of you, the unique you. But the spirit of you is connected to, what did Jesus say? Um, you know, I am in the Father, the Father is in me. Your spirit is in the supreme being. So, uh, yeah, absolutely, Frank. Ego plus karma equals soul. That's a great equation there. I love that, man. Um, great equation to really get into understanding what all of this looks like. So, and like I said, it's going to be different in many different traditions. So, you know, you don't have to like hold on to that one understanding steadfast, but it will help you, you know, kind of unlock some of those understandings. So, um, so here the soul can be understood as the eternal essence or divine energy that permeates all things. So that, that's, you know, <laughs> This is so hard to talk about, guys, because it's so out there, right? You have this body, you have this experience. Uh, great question, Jacob. I'll get to that in a second. Um, true vision and insight are not solely dependent on the soul or the spirit, but rather on the mind that is between the two. Um, wow. I, God, this is deep. This is deep stuff. I should have split this up into like two episodes here. Um, so let me just bring this back up and read it again, because this requires just plugging away at it still. So uh, the statement suggests that the true vision and insight are not solely dependent on the soul or spirit. So basically, true vision and insight of the truth of the universe, the truth of reality, the, the true experience with Christ, like this vision that she has, right? It's not dependent on your individualized soul and it's not dependent on just the universal spirit of God, right? But rather on the mind that is between the two. This is your connection to experiencing both of them. You uniting your personal soul to the super soul or the great spirit that's where the mind comes in. And the mind is the only thing that can do that. So it's literally the decision maker. It's the glue. It's the gnosis that unites the two together. Now, if you've ever heard uh, someone within the Christian tradition talk about being saved, quote unquote, you know, confess this with your lips, believe on the name of blah, 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 blah death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, all that stuff. How does that even work? How does that even work? This literally explains that because if, you know, and I'm not big on the, the dogmatic, you know, process of that, but what I am big on, and even growing up, I always thought you either know him or you don't, you either have an experience with him or you don't. And that's what means salvation or not. I now understand salvation is I get rescued out of this place, not that I'm either going to A or B and this is the neutral zone, you got 80 years cub, figure it out, or you are screwed. That is not how I view it now. Um, I view it as we get an, an actual opportunity to ascend or to stay. Um, and those that really engage with a lot of evil and stuff, maybe even descend, and they literally wake up on an earth or another planet that has so much civil unrest, so much suffering, so much pain, or maybe they're born in a time where there's so much poverty and they're living on the streets and they're struggling. And so it's literally a process to just work out the soul. It's like yoga for the soul. Like, and, and I don't mean yoga as in the actual tradition, but yoga as in, you know, the workout that you see, right? It's the actual working out of that process. So, um, 
Ashley says, yeah, not trying to go lower for sure. Absolutely. Um, on earth as it is in heaven, one and the same place. Yep, I agree, man. I agree. And that's why I think we can literally wake up in a new reality or reincarnate into a new reality. Um, imagine the actual heaven on earth, the utopian society. Everybody wishes. I think everybody wishes that secretly, right? Like you love that you can go to like a big box store and buy whatever you want. But at the same time, wouldn't it be nice if you could just go outside, pick the food? Uh, you always had like beautiful weather patterns. You always had nice neighbors. You always had um, the sweetest fruit to eat, the best vegetables in your garden. All the plants and animals lived in harmony. Like um, what? It, ooh, thunder and lightning outside. There you go for confirmation. So like, what if you could just wake up in that? And to me, the mind is the key to that. The mind is the key. And that's what this episode's all about. So I do believe that the soul is tied to the ego and perhaps that's why they don't remember when we are born, spirit and soul are not the same. Amen. Amen. If you've ever felt the spirit of something, you feel kind of this positive, pure essence of it. Um, if you've ever felt like a dark soul in a room, like you can feel that individualized, lower vibration entity in a room, right? But if you have a spirit in the room, a lot of time they're playful and they're very, very lightweight and very encouraging kind of thing. So um, I think a spirit is more of a collective of minds and a soul is such a, a distilled, individualized, egoic projection. So that's where you get a big difference. And Ashley, I totally agree with that. So uh shona what is up my friend how are you doing shona says yeah i described being baptized as having a clean uh slate with uh clean still with a sick mind still yes absolutely um and that's that unfortunately that's a big part of it like i've been baptized too and i still came out dirty right i still came out uh, without peace without understanding and to me i'd rather find that um so the divine spark within each individual, while this spirit represents the universal consciousness or divine energy that permeates all things. So again, it literally, I mean, this describes it beautifully here. I try to make these slides so you guys can, you know, really take these home. They're also in the descriptions on everything. If you guys want to copy and paste them, you can use them for your notes. I try to give you guys really good notes on all of this stuff. So by the way, for free, okay, free podcast here. Um, and if you love what I'm doing, by the way, uh, the free podcast is incredible, but you're really, really going to love our community. Um, and you got to go check it out. It's at cubcooker.com. We've got a ton of tribe members in here today. So before I finish, I want to tell you exactly how to use the mind to create reality here in a minute. And this will blow your mind if you've never heard this. And if you have heard it, you need to remember. We all need to remember now. So real quick. Cub Cooker Supernatural Tribe is really, really taken off, guys. I'm so happy uh, with this whole tribe. We are we are a much deeper community than we were when we started. We are grown up in the fact that we have our own platform. Uh, we have our own off social media platform. It's a grassroots community. We have an off social hub, which looks a lot like social media, but you don't have the advertisements. You don't have all the political junk. You don't have all of the stuff right you're not looking at that you're only looking at other friends and family and members that are within our community supporting what i'm doing and here to learn with each other and so we have three different memberships now um i brought back three because that's been i, I took away the third one and immediately got a lot of requests to have it back 
Um, and that, that was just something really important to me. So there's three different tiers. This is the first tier, the base pass. You get access to the Cub Cooker Supernatural community, which is our off social platform, 24 seven chat, behind the scenes content. Um, and like I said, access to the whole community of support, just so you can go through all this together. If you have questions about what we're learning, you wanna share your own content. Um, it's a great place to get to know each other in a social style feed off of social media built directly on my website. And I'm gonna quit touting prices here just because it's ridiculous how affordable I'm offering this now, um, starting at literally less than your basic streaming membership for any of your big streaming networks. Um, literally, there's no reason that if anybody's enjoying this content and loves being here, there is nothing separating you now from joining in, getting access to the community from tier one. On tier two, you get access to our actual meetups, which are virtual meetups every single weekend. We also have a book club going on Wednesday nights that the community has started on their own. So again, this is not just me, guys. This is such a collaborative effort from everybody in the community. So no matter what tier you join, you are in luck. You are gonna get a treat. You are gonna get the support you need. Um, and I just say, don't do it alone, guys, because this is some deep stuff. Let's have those conversations. Get access to a group of co-mentors. You have stuff other people need. Other people have stuff you need. There's so many good things going on in there. I learned so much from our community, and our community learns from me. And again, wherever you're at in those tiers, you're going to get access to the community. That's the number one thing I push on this is get yourself in a community and get yourself off of all the distractions. That's why I built it this way. That's why we've built our community the way we have. So it's not all the distractions of everything going on. So cubcooker.com, you can't go wrong over there. Scan that QR code. I'll leave that up for a second. Give me some support, guys. I need it. I love you. I really appreciate it. I do this all day, every day. So thank you, guys. All right, so getting back to um, understanding this. The eternal essence or divine spark within each individual. Let me say that again. The eternal essence or divine spark within each individual. Um, the spirit represents the universal consciousness or divine energy that permeates all things. So you have an essence and a spark being your soul. Your ego crafts that, right? It crafts it into you know, your personal experience of reality. Then you have the universal consciousness or divine energy that permeates all things being spirit. Okay, you can't see it. It's there, but you can't see it, right? Um, so this is where we're about to jump off. And I want to start giving you guys some secrets of alchemizing the mind. This is what I personally use. And it's totally changed my perception of reality. Um, so Carol, great comment here. I'd love to share this with everybody. Carol says, Cub, I had a near, or an NDE, we'll call it an NDE for the algorithm here. Uh, there is a door of light and I was also shown purgatory. Purgatory is like earth, uh, experiences that you live over and over and over with no escape. It is a HE double toothpick on a different level. So what corroborates that too, uh, my friend, and thank you for sharing that Carol, um, is if you've ever read the Tibetan Book of the Dead, it literally talks about this. So this is a whole nother book that prepares you for the afterlife. 
And so if you haven't cleared karma, you're going to literally work through those things until you get it. Like you get what you've done to people. You get what people have done to you. You get that you need to forgive people. You get to sit in this like movie of your life, but you're feeling it over and over and over until you're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to go back in. I'm ready to go back in. And you go back in and you got to do it again. Now you're born and you're born in wherever and you got to grow up and get a job and do all that. And you get to make all these choices again, but you've been in this purgatory place uh, that you're stuck in, right? And so that's what, um, you know, it's probably that long, but because there's no time in that state of the self, you, you feel like you're there forever, right? So beautiful testimony thank you for sharing that a lot of other nde experiences share the same similar thing so i love that you shared that that's really really applicable to what we're talking about uh real quick ashley says yes growing and seeking together we all have so so much to share yes we do uh melissa says um if this content resonates with you and you're ready to learn join the tribe awesome group of peeps absolutely my friend thank you guys for backing me up on that I really, really appreciate it. So how do we alchemize the mind within all of this? Um, and I love the comments going on. Jacqueline, I'll grab your comments here in a minute. Shona, thank you. Um, the mind in this context can be seen as the bridge or intermediary between the soul and the spirit. Okay, again, I said that earlier, but here's how we're going to actually use this. Here's we're going to actually put this in our pocket and activate it. So the mind can be seen as the bridge or intermediary between the soul and the spirit. It is through the mind that human beings have the capacity to interpret and comprehend the spiritual realm. The mind processes and integrates information from both the soul and the spirit, enabling us to have a deeper understanding of reality and access visionary experiences. So, a lot to unpack here, and here's how we use this. So your mind, not your brain, but your mind, consciousness being non-local, okay, if you're following me on that theory, your mind can be seen as a bridge or intermediary between your soul, which is your ego and your karma, and the spirit, the universal spirit, the collective consciousness we're all a part of. It is through the mind that human beings have the capacity to interpret and comp comprehend the spiritual realm. Otherwise, you're just experiencing it. You're just a part of it. You're just in all things, right? So the mind, no matter what plane of existence you're on, whether it's 1, 2, 3, or 12D, you still have a mind. And that's kind of what this is sharing here, is that mind is the part of the programming, the part of the spiritual technology that we have as beings. What's up, Truth? How are you doing, brother? Um, yeah, you'll love this episode, brother. Um, so the mind is the thing that we have as intelligent beings, no matter what level, if you're a 60 or a 70 entity, you still have a mind. Even if you're a part of this massive collected and you're a massive fractal being of consciousness, there's still a mind that allows you to experience that and interpret things. Same thing here on this plane of existence. Um, so the mind processes and integrates information from both the soul and the spirit, enabling us to have a deeper understanding of reality and access visionary experiences. Visionary experiences are literally how we experience life. No matter what framework you're on, no matter what level of 
12D or 6D or 5D or whatever you're on, your mind is what's giving you the visionary representation. And if we remember, the language of the universe is in sound and in fractals, okay, in mathematics. It's in this these codes that come across both audio and visual. Um, and then we have all these other senses. And there's audio and visual that are outside of these eyes. We think of this as visual. There's a whole other level of visual right here that does not require these two eyes. It's literally just this raw reality of what is. So again, it's the mind that allows you to even interpret any of that to experience it and then decode it. So um, how do we understand this? How do you begin to use this? Um, so the mind uh, implies, so the passage implies that the mind plays a crucial role in perceiving spiritual truths. So number one here is realize you have a mind. Understand your mind is different than your brain. Your brain will lie to you. Your brain will give you fight or flight. Your brain will give you anxiety and depression and all the things, right? Your mind is outside of that and your mind can tell you truths. If you've ever said, I've got a download. Spirit gave me a download. It's your mind getting the download. It's your mind getting the download. Like, look at this image in the background with her. You know, she's getting a download, um, and it's her mind giving her the download here. If you've ever felt that way, you know it's not just your brain. It's like this beaming of information and light codes into your ethos that you just know stuff all of a sudden. Uh, so the mind plays a crucial role in perceiving, perceiving spiritual truths. So just come into agreement. I have a mind. There's a higher mind of me that is outside of my little brain because my little brain is a four pound quantum computer and it's meant to interpret the mind. Let me say that again. My brain is a little four pound quantum computer meant to interpret the mind. That's what we don't understand yet. I think science will catch up. This is my theory and the theory of many, many, many metaphysicians, metaphysical experts. Um, and ancient traditions, okay? Your mind is interpreting like an antenna and a computer system, uh, or your brain is interpreting like an antenna and a computer system, all of the metaphysical data that is coming from the higher mind. So it suggests that a balanced and harmonious state of mind, free from distortions or attachments, is necessary to apprehend spiritual insights and visions. So we talked about this yesterday on the book club, by the way. Um, if you're in the community and you joined the book club last night, we're reading through the Bhagavad Gita and we literally talked about being free from distortions or attachments to the physical world. So there's materialism and spiritualism. You can interact in materialism all day long. You can drive a really awesome car. You can drive a really fast car, a really cool car. You can have an awesome house. You can have the coolest experiences on the earth. But if you're attached to them and that's what all that matters then your spirit, your spiritualism is dying. And so we talk about balance a lot and like detach from all this stuff. Love my car, but I don't really care about my car. I care about myself and my family. I care about higher things, things that are outside of the physical. I care about the metaphysical. And I've always said my entire life, what does any of this matter? The main thing that matters is let's figure this out. I wanna live a higher 
mindset, a different lifestyle. Um, I want to alchemize all of these things. I mean, I remember being a kid uh, and I got my first job and thought, is this it? Is this life? Like I'm supposed to just work like this for the rest of my life. And then I'm, I'm supposed to work harder and make more money and work my way up. And then I, then I what get old and die like this sucks. That really sucks. So I decided luckily before 40, here I am to go all in on living my truth and being able to talk about this, explore it, experience it all the time as a lifestyle, as my business, as my livelihood, as my life's work. Not telling everyone they have to do that. I'm just saying for me, I took this stuff so serious and people that knew me from 10 years ago would never have guessed that this is what I would be doing. They would never have guessed that this is what I was into. Maybe a little bit. They probably thought I was gonna be a pastor, more religious. In fact, I tried to be a pastor three different times in my life. Did not work out, thank God. And here I am. I'm the hippie on the internet talking about metaphysical woo-woo, and I love it. So, And I know you guys do too, so thank you all. Um, so the mind, the mind, the mind, the mind. Okay. Free from distortions. What's a distortion? Sin is a distortion. Unrighteousness is a distortion. Ignorance is a distortion. Passion is a distortion. Good, the good, the highest good, the will of God. Love is the only thing that gives you a clear mirror to look in, a clear lens to look through that is not distorted or attached to the physical reality. Again, you can play in the sandbox, have a lot of fun in the sandbox, enjoy the sandbox, but it does not mean that you really care about the sandbox because the sandbox is just here as a part of the manifested experience. So it is necessary, uh, this is necessary to apprehend spiritual insights and visions. By transcending the limitations of the soul and the spirit, the mind becomes the instrument through which one can access higher knowledge and perceive the divine. Okay, so that's literally what we're talking about here. Um, transcend the limitations of the soul and the spirit, the ego, the karma, even the spirit, because outside of experience, the spirit can't be experienced. So we've got to transcend the whole thing, right? the mind becomes the instrument by which you can access higher knowledge and perceive the divine. Now you can perceive the divine in the 3D reality and the reality beyond, beyond the veil, the metaphysical reality, the quantum God. Now you can perceive all of this. So what's up, Josh? How are you doing, brother? Uh, Jacqueline says, we are forever connected to divine spirit. We wake uh, and we realize we are connected. Yes, Jacqueline, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so what is up, Molly? I didn't see you. How are you? Uh, you get thirsty in that sandbox, though, Shona says. Absolutely, that's why the big drink here. <sighs> Got my iced tea for the day. A little bit of green tea. Uh, keeps the uh, throat chakra limber here, so... Uh, Josh says, we'll catch the rest of this soon. The matrix requires me to go do nonsense for a bit. Love you tribe. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate you being here, brother. I got to bring that up. That's hilarious. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, Ashley says our brains are a computer and a form of AI. Our minds are connected to the collective consciousness. That's why we meditate. Boom, 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 boom. Absolutely. Um, Ashley knows, uh, what's up here. Shona knows what's up. Jacqueline knows what's up. Josh knows what's up. Melissa knows what's up. Molly knows what's up. Y'all, you guys that are in the tribe, 
you get it quicker, okay? And I'm not saying it's because of me. I'm just saying you get surrounded by a group of people and that group of people is a support system and a co-mentorship that you begin to start to get some of these concepts a lot quicker. And so that's just really important. Uh, I'm not here to hawk t-shirts or do stuff like that. I do have some t-shirts I, from time to time, share. Um, but my main goal is to get you guys in a community, in a group, because it's not happening out there. Um, I've been a part of many different church traditions, and it wasn't happening in there. You can't ask the right questions. You get the right questions, you get told, well, just, just trust God. Like, you know, I don't like those answers. I want, I want to get a real answer. Like, I want to get some real understanding going. And I'm not claiming to have it or to give it to you if you pay me. That is not what I'm saying. But what I am saying, if you support me, I'll continue to seek and find and share and encourage and mentor. And my community will do that too. All of that happens through the support of what I'm doing here. So, so this mind, guys, is how we gain higher knowledge. So this is probably my favorite part of the slideshow here. Furthermore, the phrase it is at the end of the passage may signify the affirmation of this truth. It emphasizes the existence and reality of the vision that arises from the mind's ability to integrate and harmonize the spiritual and soulful aspects of our being. However, it is notable that the passage actually just cuts off here due to the scripture being lost to time and weathering effects. So, again, the scripture that I just read ends in it is. It just ends there. But by it ending, I think that there's some interesting things here. Um, because the word it is, or the phrase it is, is so powerful. What a convenient place for it to cut off. I just love that. I think that's just such a cool little hint at this. So, the Savior answered and he said, He does not see through the soul nor through the spirit, but the mind that is between the two, that is what sees the vision, and it is. Boom. I love it, guys. I love it. So, good enough for me, right? If he said it, um, don't see through the soul or your ego or your individualized perception of reality. And don't just try to see through, oh, spirit gave me this and just this whole woo-woo I'm connected to the beyond. No, alchemize it in the mind. Understand what happens in the 3D and what happens outside of the 3D, out in the metaphysical reality. Alchemize that in the mind. That is how you take this and you root things down into this reality and you begin to bear the very kingdom of God that is within you into this world, always in love and light and positive action. Um, never, never, never outside of that. That's why I don't agree with all these passion things going on and protests and stuff like that. I don't, I don't do that. I respect everyone's right to do that. But personally, I'm all about our online community. I'm all about releasing our minds, freeing us from the BS, the belief systems that we've all been taught, and understanding that we can build better communities based on love, light, um, ascension. No, I'm not building a community. No, I'm not a cult leader. No, we're not weird people. Well, we might be weird, but um, no, we're not like that. Okay. Um, and so what we do here is we just literally get together. We talk about cool things. We support each other. And that's what literally should be happening in any church, guys, uh, with openness to ask questions and get answers. And so 
that's what I'm all about, guys, is positive action, positive thoughts, and positive feelings. Feel into it. Think it. Take action on it. You do half the work. Let the universe, the universal consciousness, the quantum God do the rest of the work. Uh, you put your foot forward, he'll put both of his feet forward. She'll put both of her feet forward. Father, mother, child. You're the child. It's a quantum experience of God. We're a part of it. And your mind is the key to getting the vision and experiencing the truth. You want truth. The truth is not written down here in this world, guys. It's just not. I'm here to tell you. I don't care if it's your Bible or any other text. It's still interpreted through the voice, the pen, and the motivations of men. Men that had motivations, men that had sin, men that had all kinds of different things. Yes, it could be guided by God, by spirit, whatever. But again, the only way you're going to get raw, authentic truth is not through the spoken word. It's not through my podcast. It's not through a book. It's not through a philosophy. It's through direct experience of the spirit and the mind of God, the collective of the self. The mind is the key, guys. I love you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you for the support. Mike, thank you for being here. Jacqueline, thank you for being here. Marilyn, thank you. Ashley, Molly, Shona, Josh, uh, Jacob, thank you guys. Uh, Patrick, yeah, we had a bunch of people on today. Thank you. This is a really good episode. I hope it really hit home and really helped alchemize some things for you guys. Uh, because for me, this is like really where the meat and potatoes of all of these lessons are specifically within the gospel of Mary. So, um, I got a couple more minutes here. If you guys want to ask a few questions, I will, uh, bring them up on the screen here looking for y'all in the chat. So Marilyn says love and light everyone. Um, so for myself, I'm going to take all of these concepts and I'm going to understand that uh, no matter what emotion I'm feeling or thought or whatever, I need to run that through this system of testing. And that system of testing is going to be my higher mind. It's going to be the mind that I know I've experienced mystical things. I know I've experienced God before or the Holy Spirit or whatever you want to call it. I'm going to stop right now, even in the stream, and breathe. And that cools the temperature of the room and aligns my chakras, myself, with my third eye, my crown chakra. You can consider your crown chakra your mind. Um, it's also called the thousand petaled lotus on top of your head. Um, so stop and breathe, guys, in all situations, good, bad, and ugly, on this earth, in this 3D plane. Your breath is a gateway to the mind and i love what ashley said earlier about that's why we meditate you got to rein in the ai of your brain you've got to rein in the technology of your brain melissa says yes with a rainbow and all the heart chakras absolutely absolutely uh loved it it is jacqueline says thank you uh yes carol says in an nde one realizes that we are simply thought that is absolutely true absolutely um, so for myself, breathe and go within. And I remember when, when I say go within or God is within you, all of that stuff, I'm not talking about in your ego. I'm talking about going within and quieting all of this stuff, because for all intents and purposes, consider that this is being made from what's in here. 
what's agreed upon, what's thought about, what's felt into, what's taken action on. Um, when we hear the, the quote from JC himself, uh, he said, uh, you know, faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to that mountain, move, and it would be moved. Do we think that that mountain went wah, 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 and hovered and moved? No, no, no. I think he's talking about like, I agree that that mountain is moved. And then you wake up one day and you go, I swear that mountain was over there. Or you don't even remember because you literally jumped into a new reality. And that's actually one of the cool things about this scripture is this is really opening the gateway for us to begin manifesting in a way that we never have before because it's giving us a clue as to what the mind is, what vision is, what creative energy is. And so that's what we're going to be getting into uh, tomorrow. Um, we're going to read chapter 8 or part of chapter 8 here. Um, and we're going to talk about judgment and why that's not what we've all been taught. Um, and we're going to talk about being bound and the soul being bound. And we're going to talk about how to free that how to free the mind and ultimately really the whole gospel of Mary. And I love how we're going through it this time and just these little pieces because it really is unlocking these deeper truths in it and these things that we can actually activate on together. So uh, Deanna, thank you so much. Um, Deanna says, I've noticed the differences in realities. Absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. So thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you guys. I love you all. I love our tribe. Go hit up the website. Like I said, you cannot go wrong less than a streaming membership, like a basic streaming membership now. I want you to actually go check the website. You, you'll be shocked at how affordable it is to get involved with our community. You choose the membership that's right for you. You're in charge of it. Cancel any time, guys. I don't hold you into any kind of contract or anything. You support as long as you want. We've got a huge retention rate. People that have been in there almost a year now, over a year now. Um, and it keeps getting better and better all the time. Missy, what is up, my friend? Thank you, guys. Um, hit up the website, and I'll welcome you over there today. I know several of you said you wanted to join, and there were a couple of people yesterday that were waiting till today or tomorrow to join with payday coming up. So love you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Get yourself some of this uh, Gospel of Mary Magdalene. You can find it at gnosis.org. Um, is where I'm reading it from. Just a quick tip there. I'll drop it here in the chat for you guys uh, if you do want to read along with me on this. So um, it's, uh, you know, kind of public domain now with uh, as old as it is, but um, I think it's a pretty cool scripture to be able to read. So there you go. I dropped it in the chat. You can see it over on YouTube and Facebook. So um, anyway, love you guys. Thank you. Um, let's see. Uh, I thought I saw. Okay, cool. I think I got all the comments. So thank you guys. I love you. Have a beautiful day. I'm going to see you guys tomorrow, uh, which is Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. Wow, this week is blown by, let me tell you. So, uh, but I'll see you tomorrow and we'll talk more about how this kind of fits into manifesting and freeing your soul. Uh, because uh, trust me, we all need to understand this piece of it. Um, as we begin to understand the mind. So love you guys. Peace.